everyone this is arnold beyond with one welcome happy wednesday this is the weekly welcome podcast where every week on wednesdays we have an asian american chef restaurateur tastemaker anyone in the really um, culinary space culinary community come out and talk about their journey and their path to entrepreneurship and today we have a very special guest justin from anajack thai cuisine in sherman oaks um He's a second generation restaurant owner. The restaurant's been there for over 40 years and one of the first restaurants, really the first Thai restaurants in Sherman Oaks. So we had a lot to speak on, uh, mainly about that kind of passing of the proverbial to- torch from his dad to now him and how to bring a restaurant like that that's been there for, for, for decades into the modern age, uh, how to retain the old customers, but how to also attain new ones. And so... It's this kind of, I think, constant tug of war, uh, fighting between past, present, and future. And we, we speak on that a lot. And obviously, Justin's origin story of how he grew up in the restaurant um, and how he got involved in the family business. And I think this is a good one for anyone that is thinking about getting into the restaurant business from a family standpoint. Uh, definitely worth listening to. And if, even if you're not, I think Justin has a great story. So hope people will stick around for this. And at the end... Um, you know, you'll you'll find out actually that we've interviewed Justin before, but uh, this is the second time we're interviewing him. But anyways, you will hear more about that story at the end of this episode too. So without further ado, this is Justin from Anajak Thai. I mean, I I I definitely grew up in the restaurant more so than I did growing up at my parents' house. Yeah, you know, so like that was, and I guess it still is for the most part, a playground of sorts for me, mm. um, a home. And since then, I mean, I've definitely decided to have some better boundaries in, in the quote-unquote home. But, uh, yeah, it was very normal, you know, for me. Um, and a lot of people ask, like, oh, did you feel very different than all the people that, you know, you grew up with? Like, And I'm like, no, you know, I think... A lot of my friends, you know, they're of all different races and types, and they're all very excited to have someone mm. that was like that owned, you know, family owns a restaurant, right? Yeah, so for it sure. was cool to have like and your friends and stuff like come over, and everyone's like really excited to, to like, oh yeah, like honestly, like chicken satay was like that was a thing that all my friends wanted to eat, you know. Everyone's pulling up with Lunchables and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, there's chicken satay and there's like curry and there's like, you know, there's That's like the, pork yeah. song on congee. Wow. And <laughs> you were ahead of the time, my friend. And they're like pulling up with little like ham sandwiches and peanut butter sandwiches. I'm like, I want that. That looks so good. Did they switch? Did you swaps? Lunch swaps? We do. We did swaps. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. S- seeing. It, yeah seeing my folks in the front of the house, seeing my dad cooking, you know. Yeah. Does Lunchable pair with Thai food? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, Lunchable's like ham. Like, yes, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. It's very much like nam. Like, really mm. good ham is re- really, really bad Lunchable's circular cylindrical cut ham is very much like nam sausage you know mm-hmm. so you could like sub it in for that easy yeah 
Awesome. But I grew up like one foot in the front of the house, one foot in the back of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like since a very young age, just like having my my parents would just like push me. Yeah. Go to go to that t- table too, and you bring bring the bring the dish over there. Introduce yourself. Oh, you're not gonna come with me? It's just like since the age of like six. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like carrying this little plate of pad thai. <laughs> Hi, my name's Justin. You know, so I, I feel I and I still do that now. You know, I still do that, and I still like. Now we're like retraining the waiters in the front of the house, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just I am actually in many ways a more natural waiter than I am a chef mm. or a cook. Mm. You know, because that's the first thing that they like you they actually did really do. Yeah. So, I mean, at the time, it was one of, because it opened in 1981, it was definitely one of the first Thai restaurants, for sure, in the Valley, right? When it opened? It was one of the first in the Valley, for sure. Yeah. Um, there was already, I mean, by the 80s, there was already a good couple in all of Los Angeles. But in the Valley, I think it was one or two mm, um, mm. besides us. Mm-hmm. La Na Thai being another one. But I think we're we're the last holdout from that early era. What made your family settle there as opposed to like Thai Town or you know the LA area? What 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 really drove your dad? Rick, right? Rick. Why did Rick, Rick go to the valley? Uh, Rick is a good strong name, Rick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rick, uh, Ricky. <laughs> so my dad, Ricky, he he never actually told me why he ended up in the valley, but I feel that he had a kind of he had uh, an inkling that he was going to probably do better if he wasn't competing with mm, other So he already thought about that, yeah. And I think that there's a lot of benefits to being in the community of Thai Town, but then for us, there's a lot of benefits to being completely mentally and identity-wise separate from Thai Town, you know, because we're the least Thai restaurant with the, la- with the word Thai in mm. the title. You know mm. what I mean? And I think that that's okay. Mm. I was kind of like perturbed by it for some time. And I was like, you know what? Like, mom, dad, like, this one, I was like a young girl. I was like, we should take Thai out of the name of Anajak Thai. And they're like, why? I'm like, because like we're doing other things. <laughs> and this, like, just two months ago, you know, the sign, it's a yeah, neon yeah. sign. It says Anajak Thai in like pink neon, yes. right? The Thai went out. No. <laughs> and now it says just Anajak. Two months ago? Yeah, like two months ago. And I'm like, you haven't fixed it. You haven't fixed it? No, I haven't fixed it. It's great. That's great. Oh my God, dude. I love that. (laughs) But see, but but that to me it's it's a is is a metaphor. Mm. It's a metaphor because like again, like are we an LA restaurant or are we a Thai restaurant? What are you? I I mean, I understand that we're like a Thai restaurant first. Mm. But the more I put your colors in it too, right? It's just yeah, it, there's there's no way that you could really be one or the other. You're both. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get into all things Anajak and the, and the restaurant itself, you're you don't have a chef background. I was just kind of covered. You were in, in kind of the art world, right? You always wanted to be an artist growing up, right? How always. did that How did that come to be though? Because you spent so much time like front of house, back of house. Where did that come from? Um, well, my. My mother's father, my grandfather, he was a royal court painter. Okay, yeah, that could be the that could be the source. Okay, he's an amazing painter, portrait painter, yeah. painted the king many times, wow. the former king, and um, 
very well renowned. Yeah. And my mother has no artistic bone in her body. She can't oh, draw, really? she can't do anything. She saw that I had an interest. So since a young age, I think she's always like she kind of pushed that I was gonna be like an artist like her father. Oh. And um my off my grand my grandfather on my father's side is carpenter, you know. So it kind of makes sense that like in the end I went to a design school, I went mm. to an art school, and then I learned art. But you know, I studied all sorts of things, like, and that's what I wanted to do. I want, uh, seriously, I wanted to work for Disney when I was, like, a little kid. That was, like, a dream, right? That was, like, the dream. I got this, like, little letter in the mail that was addressed to me, from me, that my fourth grade teacher <laughs> uh-huh. sends out. This is, was her thing. She sent out after we graduate from college. Wow, like a time capsule, but, it's like, time, the yeah. inverse almost. Amazing. So I got this letter from me addressed to me that my fourth grade teacher sent out. And this was a couple of years ago. And I opened it up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And it's, it's like, oh, um, when I grow up, I want to be a Disney animator. That's pretty cool. It's the wildest thing, you know. And then I, I ended up there. And I'm like, yeah, like, all right, yeah, we'll do one <laughs> thing done. You know, next. <laughs> that's so you got to write down your goals, so Asian, kids. Man. You got to write down your goals. So when you got that letter, that was a few years ago. So you were still at Disney at the time when you got that yeah. letter from yourself. Yeah. I told my boss. I was like, check this out. Isn't this funny? <laughs> okay. So since we're on that timeline, uh, 2019 is pretty significant for you, right? Because right. that's when your dad suffered a stroke. And that's when you got pretty serious about taking over the family restaurant. But before that, you were pretty involved, too, with, obviously, the wine program. Yeah. Like, so you never really let go during this whole time, even when you were at Disney. When I finished my master's, I decided that I was going to go back to the restaurant. I just didn't know how. I see, I see. You know, my master's was about food and film. You know, mm. I, my master's was in film, and I, I, was, I was hoping that I'd, you know, be a cinematographer or director or something like that. I'd work in narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm like, you know, what if, what if my parents pass? What would happen to the restaurant? You know, I just asked myself a very simple question. What would happen to the restaurant? What would happen to the recipes? The knowledge of how to make everything. The knowledge of the customers, their preferences, what they like. Right. All the knowledge built into the walls. Know, that muscle memory that you earn over time that I fought so heavily over the last few years. But, you know, I didn't want to see that go because it was the identity of my, my family and the identity of you too, me as yeah, well. Yeah. So I just said, you know, it's kind of, this is, it's messed up to just turn your back on this. Like, I can bring something into this. What am I going to bring, you know? Oh, yeah, I'll bring wine into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll design menus. I'll bring, mm. put design into it. And and then I just thought, like, you know, there's just so many other ways this restaurant could be. It just, but when you're working a corporate job and you have a dream, that dream just seems so far away, mm. and you just never. There's no, there's no, there's no drug that's gonna give you the balls to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you need divine intervention, which is what my mom said. She was like, you know, it's. The universe is giving you an in, and it's giving you an out, and then it's giving you an in. Mm. So, you know, all right, do your thing. I said, okay. 
a hard time though. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Especially in 2019, right? Because you're really getting into this now, like pretty full in. You you quit your job at this time? Did you like the the leave the job Disney? the job I had to quit, and um, they're very nice. Okay. They were they gave me a nice transition good, and all good, this good. stuff, and they were like, take as much time as you need, blah blah blah, and you can leave when you need to leave. I was like, thank you so much, you know, forever grateful to those guys. And and then I, I began and I realized how hard Dad's job was, is, yeah, yeah, because he probably is everything, right? He's a chef, but I'm, I'm sure he's managed just everything, everything, yeah. yeah. So then you're just coming in and basically doing what he did, which was everything. Yeah. <laughs> so where do you start? You know, like the biggest thing for me that I find interesting about you is you didn't really work at a restaurant, other than the one you were raised in, essentially. Correct. But Correct. you have such a great knowledge for wine, and you have a passion for hospitality and service, and it's it's really awesome what you've done so far. But you always talk about like um bringing the restaurant to the future. Right, it's something you've said before. What does that mean for you? And I, I know this is a, a very contentious topic for you, being that it's been there for forty years. So I know it's always like this kind of like tug of war for you. I was talking with a friend uh, named Nisei, who uh, who was like, you know, that that that's part of the interesting part of your identity, you know, the present, the the past, and the future. And I said, well. But the past and the future tend to not get along. Mm. And he goes, well, that, I guess that's your job. <laughs> and I have to see myself as, as, you know, and you have to pay respect to the tradition. Of course, of course. While not fearing the innovation. And sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm one versus the other, you know. And um, I'm not sure what the future is now because there's so many ideas um, but I know that the expression of Thai food is, is very, um, it's very thin right now in the U.S., mm. you know? Mm. And, and there's a lot of chefs that are starting to, there's a lot of chefs that are starting to open up that very thin wedge to explore more expressions. Of Thai food. Of Thai food. I mean, and, and, in Asian and Asian, food, really. And yeah. Asians in general. Um, so I think perhaps for the future, it's a more kaleidoscopic look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But for your restaurant specifically, I feel like the biggest change is obviously the wine program that you did. And then also just local farmer's market. I mean, was that even a thing that your dad even entertained? Probably not, right? No. Especially at the scale that, that you do that. Yeah, no, I mean. But also th there was not the belief that it could be better with mm. better ingredients. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so many old school Asian cooks, they're like, you know, you don't, I can make it good even if it's shit ingredients. And it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. I think. You know, it's a very big thing, you know, like, okay, okay, you want to use your nice pork? Give me a shitty cut of pork and I'll show you what I can do. And it's, I'm like, all right, you know, touche. Yeah. Touche, but. I just think that it was, it's not so much, uh, it's, it's, it's also about the responsibility of the ingredients and the farmers and the community surrounding it that is also attractive to me yeah. and to the people that come. Uh -huh. so. I mean, in the line of just doing all these changes, 
Another th- another thing happened, which uh, we're still in right now, COVID nineteen. You took over in twenty nineteen. Do you when when in twenty nineteen did you take over the restaurant? It was just a little after the middle of the year. Okay. So it was probably kind of like, going to fall. Yeah, it was probably yeah. Well, it was just right after July, I believe. So you really had six, eight months, I want to say, of operating, and then like COVID happened, six to nine maybe. Yeah. And March twenty twenty happened. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe how much of a relief it was. That COVID happened? Yeah. In what way? In the way that it's like, you're, we're, you know, we were all burning ourselves out. Mm. It was the busiest time for restaurants for that, like, three-year period. Yeah, that's the actually right. 2019 was probably the busiest that restaurants had ever been. It's like a peak, right? It was a peak. And then, like, it just, it just like an evolutionary comet mm. hitting the earth. And I'm like... At first, sure, you're like, fuck, this is fucked up, and how are we going to deal with this, and money, blah, blah, blah. And then you're thinking, oh, my God, is it going to break? <laughs> I actually thought that, too. <laughs> oh I was like, God. I don't have to go in tomorrow. <laughs> we got to break, guys. We got to break. And, <laughs> like, like <laughs> think, think about it. You know, I'm one of my yeah. best friends in the industry, Johnny Lee, Pearl yeah. River Deli. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have become friends with him had it not been for COVID mm. because we would have been too busy. That's we would true. not have been able to spend time in each other's kitchen, seeing each other's technique, talking about shit and thinking and dreaming and hoping for a different way that restaurants could be. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like as everyone has reassessed their lives, restaurants had to really reassess as well. But for you, like, what did that mean? Because out of COVID was also Thai Taco Tuesday. Right. Which has been like the talk of town. When I first moved here, I moved here in October 2020. And I I heard about your restaurant and I feel like it really took off that following year in 2021, like early 2021, I feel like TTT everywhere. Oh, when you're, when, I feel like when your back's against the wall and you've, you've sat with your boredom and your depression long enough, <laughs> you start to actually get creative. You're actually 100% right about that. It, it, it's just how it That's is. That's just how it is, yeah. You know, like how long can you actually go on a vacation for before you say, I go crazy. I got so many great ideas. I got to come back. Yeah. I go crazy. Forty-eight hours. Not even. I can't, I can't, I can't be still. It's uh, it's just a problem that I have. (laughs) I just can't. This is the stillest I've seen. This is (laughs) the fact that I'm just sitting right here talking to you is, is, is a phenomenon, but, um, no, but I mean, it was crazy, man, and I remember going to it just to share my personal experience. I pull up. I, I've first of all, I have no idea where Sherman Oaks is. So I'm like, yeah, Energetic Thai sounds like a great restaurant. Let me just pop it up on Google Maps. I think it was like 40, 50 minutes. I'm like, what did my, what did I get myself into? And I had already told you I would come by seven. And I'm I'm one of those people that like, I've my dad always instilled in me like um just with time and every, if if I say that I'm gonna do something, I do it. That's just I want that to be. Oh, I'm remembered and all that. So anyways, I told you I'd be there at 7. So I'm like, I got to go at 7, you know? Like 50, 40 minutes. I'm like, what? Where is this place? So I pull up. I'm like looking for a parking. And I'm, I think I just, I just parked at Chipotle, you know, next door. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. So I parked at Chipotle. Yeah, that's a pro tip. Parked at Chipotle. <laughs> and then uh, I went in. And then it was still pretty early on during COVID. So I think your dining room was closed. And you turned it into kind of like... um grab and go to go and also like wines right yeah. looked like a wine store and i went in and then um, a messy wine store 
It wasn't good. Yeah, it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. And then, and then I was led into an alleyway. I'm like, okay, where, where are we going? Uh, there was two cars parked in the alleyway, so I, I was like, kind of like, you know, I had to make, I, I had to just kind of somehow get past these cars. Like, what did I sign up for? Like, what, what is going on? And then go back towards the back area, and then you know, your friend Dan from Turntin Sycamore was there. Like, it was just a vibe, dude. I was like, this is so cool. I was like, this is the most LA thing I've ever got myself into since I moved to LA and I felt really proud of myself at that point um but anyways just the vibe alone was so amazing and um was so was that just something that was born out of boredom you said was that how did that come about because I feel like there was a story about uh a nail art influencer oh so Bettina Goldstein Tina, okay that's Bettina is she's a Chanel artist okay that does nails and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And her and her husband, John, they're regular been regulars for okay. a while. And I made family meals, tacos. For you your know, staff? For your for staff. staff. You know, staff's Oaxacan. I said, uh, all right, I'm going to make tacos. Let's see. Let's, let's see these guys laugh at my work. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a joke, basically. <laughs> no, no. But I was like, I was determined. Oh, to make it good. Because honestly, I wanted to put straight up non-interpretive tacos on the menu. I just wanted to make carnitas on corn and onions mm. and salsa. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I do it. There was no tie-ness in them at all. Okay, and okay. I just gave it to Bettina. She came in. It's dead of pandemic. She's sitting on two beer boxes. The crack open beers are sitting in the alley. This is the first time anyone has ever a customer at all has ever sat back there oh she orders her like pao and laptop and they're so fun there's just like they're like you know what i mean we could probably hang some lights in here and get some mm. you know and it was just divine inspiration because we're seeing it and then i brought her these uh these tacos she goes this is probably this is some of the best tacos i've had she said in la and i was like oh that's very nice but <laughs> you're being nice okay She's like, no, 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 you, you could do taco, like Taco Tuesday, like Thai Taco Tuesday. And she loves puns. Next week, John, who's, uh, who's a, an electrician grip cinematographer, he hangs lights. They hang the lights together. This is the next day. This okay. is the next week. Wow, okay. She, like, puts a small blast on her Instagram. A couple, so, like, ten tacos that first night. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. It's like. We just sold 10 orders <laughs> of tacos out of a Thai place. In an alleyway too, right? So you guys had seats in the alleyway or no? This was still- yeah, there was like four tables. There's <laughs> <laughs> four tables. Which honestly, that's where it's at. Four tables. <laughs> I love four tables. And uh, yeah, and then, and then I thought, yeah, all right. We could, we, could, we could tie it up if you want. If you wanted to. Mm. Um, then we started doing tostadas. We started, you know doing carnitas and lard we started getting nice tortillas we started um inviting we, we got a leeway from the joint to come do a little collab with us and i'm like you know i i think we should just have our friends come and cook and stuff the industry thing mm, it's tuesday. tuesdays yeah the industry is it's going to be driven by the industry anyways and all my friends came out and then i think that that was the the source of it was to try to have fun and have, uh, you know, ignite 
something in myself and in my team that we always wanted to do. Someone do something for yourself that you've always wanted to do. Mm. You know, as if this is the last year for you to do it. You know? mm. And I feel that I feel passionate about not overthinking mm. strategies and, and ideas. Sometimes it's better that way. You just gotta run. Mm. And did you feel liberated when you did that? Because I feel like this was probably the first time where you're like, I don't have to cook pad thai every day. <laughs> well, we still do pad thai. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Because yeah. I, I know that probably helped you a lot during COVID, you know, because who doesn't want pad thai during COVID, but. Number one eaten dish during COVID, do you think it's pad thai? <sighs> you have pad you on the menu? Yeah. That's close. That's, That's close. a close. That's a close. <laughs> Because I'd rather get, I'm like, I'm like one of those, you know. Is it Pad Thai today or Pad Siu? Anyway. What was I, the number one dish? What? What was, it, what was your number one dish during COVID? To go. To go? Yeah, I mean, probably. Probably Pad Thai, Pad Siu, and Penang curries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comforts, you know. Yeah. But so was it nice that you didn't have to cook this? Like, I mean, this is, it's pretty creatively freeing and liberating, right? Thai Taco Tuesdays for you? I just wanted to, I just wanted to some parties yeah, and be yeah. around friends and um you know we didn't have any neighbors back then so we really just like we went we went we went really full and there wasn't any consequences you know which was great so we had avi q and bert bachman come out and we had jimmy sugi right around the corner came out mm. cook chef i came out Dan came out. I mean, that's awesome, dude. At that point, it was uh, it was the home to the uh, to the, uh, the 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 rebels. Those 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 guys that I define the 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 rebels of the uh, of the culinary world back then. They were operating with no restaurants and cooking great meals out of their house. You know, and sort of giving them a uh, a place to cook. You know, um, just a uh, honored that they had a spot to do it and they mm. wanted to do it with me mm. you know it was a cool experience dude honestly i remember that night vividly because it was not just one of those things where i it, it it was it's definitely been a while since i went out and dined but also just because of covid it's hard to get together at least early on so just to be around people and be around industry folks like i that was such a great magnetic energy and i feel like after that you did uh, omakases too, right? After the after TTDs for a little bit. Then everything in the alley seemed very possible. Mm. You know, because the dining room became a way bigger. I see. I the see, kitchen I see. became bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and omakase was originally being cooked out of the main kitchen. Mm. It mm. was being served to a la carte tables mm -hmm. as options. Mm -hmm. That was a terrible idea. I highly do not recommend that. Um, and I said, well. What if we just set it up like a sushi bar style? Yeah. We'll cook in front of you. Do yeah, all yeah. the dishes in front of you. Just do it in the alley. Wait, so you were running. Bother the cooks. You were doing the omakase menu, but then you could also get a few things a la carte from that omakase menu? That's how it was at the beginning. Yeah, that sounds, was, like, it was a that sounds like a That sounds like a mess. Terrible. Idea. <laughs> that sounds like a mess. But you got to do some terrible ideas. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. You know? I'm not chastising you. I like, want to know that the ideas are really terrible. And I want to laugh at them later. No, I'm glad you you have to try to know, right? I have to know, you yeah. Know. So right now, what do you do you have the omakase still? So what are you offering um, right now? Right now, right now, we're going back to a la carte 
uh, dine dine in in okay. the alley and yeah. inside the restaurant. Got it. And reservations can release on, I think tomorrow. Okay. For the twenty third of February on, mm. we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna start back up um, TTT in March, and then we're gonna do some. We're gonna go back to Omakase's once it's a little warmer. Okay, so for people that want to try a restaurant, it's not. I mean, it's not reservations only, right? That's just for the Thai Taco Tuesdays. Um, TTT is walk-ins. That's only. walk-ins. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. But the restaurant itself, like dining in. Yeah, you can make reservations. Yeah. 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 What do you use, Resi? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Are they a sponsor? They could be. Resi, you should be a sponsor. <laughs> this guy knows what he's yeah. talking about. Come yeah, on. Come on, dude. That would be really nice, actually. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? In the, in the span that you've been doing this, and um, in the span that your father opened the restaurant, LA's become the biggest population of Thai people outside of Thailand. I saw that when you texted that to me. And I almost didn't believe that. I researched it. Thumbs this is up. this is my authoritative finger up that I did my research. Crazy, right? I know, but it makes sense. But same with uh, Koreans yeah. outside of Korea. Cor- right? Correct. 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 In Japanese, um, Torrance is the second largest after Hawaii. Ah, interesting. So in SoCal, we just have a ton of Asians, basically. That's amazing. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Asia. I mean, I think it's a very vibrant, you know, it Thai Town is nothing in size and in influence in comparison to K Town because K Town is the true heart of LA. But I'd like to think of Thai Town as like the you know, mm. the gallbladder of LA. <laughs> the the I, I would say, no, that's not nice. Uh, if 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 Koreatown is everyone's gonna hate me for the saying liver. That. <laughs> No, Koreatown is definitely the liver. Um, no, Koreatown is the, it's the, the heartbeat, but Titan's like the aorta, you know? <laughs> it's a part of the heart that stems out of the heart. And I, and I, and so I, we're still connected. I, we're still connected okay. because they're vibrant nighttime. Oh, that's true. Both, both rhythmic cultures. places to go. Mm, Everyone's going to hate me for saying all that. Okay, tell me about your, I want to talk a little bit more about your philosophy when it comes to just what you're doing with Anjak, right? And I commend you a lot, man, because I don't know if I could take that task of owning a, a, a generational restaurant that you have on your hands because you probably have some haters too, if I'm being completely honest, right? In my family. <laughs> it's How do you navigate that, honestly? That's a great question. Because this is good for people to hear. I feel like this around this time is when it's getting passed around right now, the, that torch. Okay. If, okay. if people ask me, should I take over my parents' business or my grandparents' business or um, you know, my family's mm-hmm. business, should I do it? I say absolutely yes, 100%. Because it's a very, very, very rare thing to have in the world. That's true. You think you know, it's a privilege? Very, very few people get to do that, get to work with your family. Mm. But the question is, are you, are you ready to feel the true tension in your family? Mm. You know, because there's already tension in yours, mine, his. Yeah, without but a family now, restaurant, yeah. But now, like, put that into a pressure cooker 
and like with the boxing gloves on, you know? But then at the same time, I think that it's the tension between our two points of view that creates the, the dichotomy that has a sort of the sweet, salty, the sour, bitter component that makes the, the entire image look more, it looks better than a cohesive design, you know? Because you get to see a multifaceted thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a this, but it's also not not a this. It's, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that in many ways, tension is the theme of, uh, of our place. Another thing that I, I saw you say a lot is restaurants aren't museums, but galleries. Like, oh, that's a good quote. So I just wanted to ask you about it. Well, I, 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 I feel like I'm, I'm speaking more to, to Thai food about that. You know, Thai food isn't, and Thai restaurants, they're not museums. Mm. Everyone wants to just see the classics. Yeah. As you do go into a Korean place and you want to see the, the tartare and you want to see the two different types of kalbi, right? <laughs> the LA and the Korean, right? And then you Same. want to see soon Sundubus and yeah. yeah. You want to see you and honestly, if you go into a Thai restaurant and there isn't pad thai and there isn't the things that you thought that you were going to go in for, like would you feel that there was something missing maybe, you know? But we have to really embrace a rotate like a rotating mm. the idea of it being a rotating gallery because I, I can I can go to the Met and take a look at my favorite sergeants you know multiple times because I see, can see different things every time I go but the things around the sergeants yeah, it can change <laughs> you know mm. yeah, yeah 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 you know let's try let's see some new things but I, I like crafting a menu that has a combination of like the Monets, the Sargents, the Picassos, but then also some contemporary people because yeah. every piece of art was contemporary at one point in time. You know, Impressionism was the most contemporary form of art at one point in time. So was Stonehenge, you know? And so why is food any different? Yeah. Um, it means we should have, I should feel free, yep. and all cooks should feel free to, to really mess up the tradition enough to, you know, because Thai food changes. In Thailand, Thai food changes at, like, this rapid, like, pace. Yep. It's an insanely detailed um, uh, 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 culinary scene. They're taking from all sorts of, and they're the they're the the largest users of, of Facebook and Instagram yep. around the world. Mm. So they're absorbing and taking everything from around the world mm. and reappropriating it through the mm. lens of Thai food mm. in like Bangkok and Chiang Mai and all these places. And I mean, that's why there's great sushi there. There's great Italian mm. food there. Mm. There's great, there's, you know, all these like little micro trends. Mm. I'm not even suggesting that. I'm just suggesting... Sometimes do we not put sweet radish in pad thai? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just because you mentioned like Instagram and Facebook just earlier, somewhat related, and I, I just want to get to the root of this because since you've taken over, I feel like there's been kind of this like cult following, right, around you and your restaurant. 
I feel like something you do very well is Instagram. It almost feels like a personal Instagram page sometimes. Do you, do, you think, do you think that's a detriment to you? Do you think that's what makes you what it is now? Like, I'm just curious what, what your take is on like social media because I know you use it heavily. People, some, my friend Julie Wolfson, writer, food writer, she was saying like, you really should separate. She was like, Justin. Oh, she actually said that. She was like, you should separate it. Business stuff for business. This is personal. Obviously, that's got to go there and this has got to go here. And Julie's right. Like, I highly recommend that for people who want to have a simplicity about it. But again, with the whole idea that I'm tied, my identity is tied to the identity of the restaurant. I see, I see. You know, um, and I'm not saying put your happy Valentine's Day, I love my, you know, whoever, like, on your thing. But I'm saying, like, make it more personal mm. than a feed of just products mm -hmm. and a store. Mm. Like, who cares? You know, because people buy into your story as much as they buy into your products. And so, um, and the character. What's the character, you know? And for me, the character is you're very, very close to speaking with us. You, know? you have the access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's not recommended, though, because <laughs> it's very invasive. No, but I just feel like mentally it could, be, it, it could have its, its moments, you know? It could be draining. Um, it's because you are you are the brand. I say whatever I want to say on it, but then people then in turn say whatever they want to say. Right? <laughs> You're just opening the floodgates. <laughs> it's so. I, hey, it's fair game, guys. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like people will troll me heavy. Wow. On stuff. Wow. Wow. wow like, wow. why are you wearing two masks? <laughs> yeah. You know. That's crazy, man say wow the wildest shit yeah you've had some crazy customers that i've seen on instagram too. i actually love that you you put that on blast because i feel like people don't understand the bullshit that we have to kind of like go through on a day-to-day -day basis it's therapy <laughs> yeah the instagram is therapy for the rest of us who feel it right you know in that way like the first day that we re it was just a couple days ago when we reopened the dining room Oof. Oh, man, like, <laughs> I was reminded by all the reasons I wanted to do it and all the reasons Not I to. didn't want to do mm. it. You know, people like, it's too cold in here. Like, can you turn it down? It's, it's like, oh, my God, it's spicy. It's so spicy. And I just don't like soy. And I'm not allergic. I just don't like it. And what's dried shrimp? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> If you're cold, you can. And so this woman said to me, "It's like it's just she just won't. Get, she just wants yeah, 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 to yeah. complain to my 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 auntie, complain to Everybody. the staff. She complained to her husband about it. She complained <laughs> to the customers next to her. And then I came around. I said, "All right, ma'am, like the AC's off." She could, and she just keeps complaining. I go, you guys feel free to leave if you'd like. It's at will. Uh huh. And then she shut up. Did she stay? Did she and stay she, for the meal? And she's like, I'm just saying, it's cold. <laughs> and then she shut up. And I'm like, this is, it's a, I guess the theme of the Instagram is this, restaurants are businesses, businesses are private. 
they're not public spaces restaurants mm. are they i don't know maybe this is that's a great a, debate that's a that's a great question it's a, it's a great debate is it a public space or a private space but for me it's a private space because it's straight up my house so especially like, for you it feels a lot more private and personal but you know if you want to write on the walls here you couldn't there's exactly. rules exactly anyways house rules house rules okay sorry i'm getting all riled up no that's good let's go grab a beer later (laughs) seriously (laughs) i would love that hey what do you this is just something i always i've been ending on for for the season just because it's like the start of the year you know we're still at the front of 2022 um not that we should expect anything anymore but what are you what are you looking forward to like what are some of your goals this year um, just for 2022. Are we going to see you like elsewhere? Oh, um, <laughs> there are some uh, ideas that I've been working on for some time and places that I want to take the idea of the tasting menu and different aspects of the omakase that I found to be um, really rewarding for us. Mm. So just from a creative standpoint, I, I'm trying to like go a little bit deeper into those ideas. I'd like to find the new space for where the omakase will end up going. I like to find, um, I like to continue on the idea of systems. I think that systems is something that we can design and it's the only way for restaurateurs and chefs to um, develop momentum in your team and create a really good culture mm-hmm. around that. I, I have to I have to work on that. Mm-hmm. I, it's not natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I take care of some health stuff. Yeah, for sure. Good shit. Yeah. It's just like I, I feel like I, I, I think that I need to work heavier on the division and the boundary of my time for myself versus my time for the restaurant. Yeah. And if I can do that, I'll be a little bit less angry. <laughs> Promise. I'll turn down the AC for you. Thank you very much. Well, on that note, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. I know that. I really, uh, this is just like a full circle moment for me too, man. Cause like literally down the block is where I lost your <laughs> audio file. And I was so sorry that that happened. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. You were the first person I hit up after my car got broken into. I'm like, hey, bro, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but like I just moved here and I know we just met and I just had you on my podcast, but uh, yeah, my car got it's broken. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's that same. How, how depressed were you though about that after? What, did you really feel like? No, actually, when it happened, no, I didn't, and I'll tell you why. I thought I left the house without my computer. So when I saw my car, it was like the back right window. When I saw it got broken into, I'm like, whatever. Like, I have nothing in the car. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I was going to get a new window. No big deal. So then um, I get home, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do some work, you know, figure out this window shit. And then um, I get home. I don't have my computer. I'm like, like, retracing my steps. And I remember this tote bag that I had brought with me that day. And I took an Instagram photo of it. I don't know why I did. 
I looked at my Instagram photo and I, I noticed like a little bit of the, the, the laptop showing the tote bag and I realized the tote bag was gone. Alas, notebook was gone. So then after that happened, I was like, shit. Because <laughs> I didn't really back up anything. Well, so yeah. If you don't back up this one, I'll come back again. <laughs> I've been backing up every time I go. I get home. I actually back up on a normal like uh, once a month. I I just I just dedicate time to just back everything up on my computer. I have two hard drives now. Um, so I learned my lesson. And um, thank you for asking. It was a very hard time. <laughs> I had just moved to LA too, so I was like, wow, this is just this is great. And um, but I love it here. I'm, I'm gonna be staying here. And um, Love your restaurant. Need to go back. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Appreciate but th- it. Thank you for coming in. And that hopefully my car's okay. Thank you. Appreciate See you, soon. you. Thank you so much, Justin, for being on this podcast again for the second time. I really appreciate you, man. And Anajak is such an amazing restaurant. Um, I try to make it out there when I can. And if you haven't been, I'd obviously recommend that you go. Thai Taco Tuesdays are awesome. But aside from the Tuesdays, their regular menu is outstanding too. So definitely worth a visit. And honestly, I just it was really nice to be able to sit down and chat with Justin. We'll see you next week on Weekly Welcome.